the podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead
Well, shoot. From time to time, I'd give it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joe's workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvement. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> if you're a Mutiny Radio listener, we are going to have a little break before we start with For the Tapes set here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we have Dominion Sims is doing all the tapes. He's amazing. We've got 13 comedians that are going to perform for you. Everyone's going to have great sets, and we'll be starting that in just a second. You enjoy our commercials until then here on Mutiny Radio. Seventh day of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Still happening. These things just took over me. Just took over my it's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in 7 days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission 
or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmen Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. Oh. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie.
What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street. In the all right, and we're here... At 2781 21st Street for the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for the Tapes 3. We've got a great lineup for you guys tonight, and uh, we're going to keep the energy up. It's going to be amazing, and I'm going to jump around and host from the front. Here we go. Yay! Yay! All right, tonight to warm you up. He's a local comedian. He's a new guy. He's great. Put your hands together, everybody, for Billy Sullivan. Yay! Hello, Mutiny. Thanks for having me, friends. It's an honor to be up here, warming you guys up. I'm not even, uh, they're not even filming this slaughterhouse that's about to happen. So, uh, you know we're going to be good. Uh, yeah, we're going to have fun, guys. I'm glad to be here, but, you know... It's a classic, uh, classic move to send the rookie up to take this front row bullet, I'll have to say. I've been experiencing it. It's, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the phrase Schroedenfratz, but it's a German word, and it's an evil German word. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Germany and evil, but they're hella good at it. <laughs> and the word means pleasure in other people's failure. And actually, um, w Americans, we have a phrase for that, too. It's called open mic comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's true. It's true. People have been watching me fail and enjoying it for the past few months, as long as I've been doing it. But I'm proud of it, guys. I'm proud to fail. Um, speaking of failure, I saw Kiss last night. <laughs> no, no, no. They were awesome. They were awesome. One of them wasn't so awesome, though. I'll be honest with you guys. Um... Ace Freely, Ace Freely, the co-founder and lead guitarist of KISS, um, will be, I'm not making this up, will be the best man at your wedding for $5,000. That's just a fact. And you know what? I'm not saying that's not a lot of money because I would gladly just show up at somebody's wedding and <laughs> eat all their shit. But I'm saying that KISS has 14 platinum albums and their lead guitarist will show up at your wedding for that sum of money. That behavior can only be described as something I'm very, very familiar with. Soul crippling drug addiction. Yeah, eesh. Rolling those words. Pronunciation. I'll work on it. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I was at that concert last night and I was thinking, I'm kind of glad I wasn't at Woodstock. Going to concerts with boomers is boring as hell. <laughs> they sat down the entire time. They told me not to smoke reefer. I was like, damn, you really do die young or live long enough to see yourself become the enemy. No, there was a lot. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll drop that evil shit, though. I felt bad because, you know, we, uh, we were smoking tons of reefer in those people's faces, and they told us to stop nicely. But it was still lame, right? Shit. It was a concert, not mass. Whatever. I'll change the subject. Um, you guys, uh, 
You guys know Washington, George Washington, the founder? He, um, he didn't have wooden teeth, that guy. He had actual other people's teeth in there. And um, they didn't teach us that as kids because it's the craziest shit that I've ever heard. I don't know about you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, no wonder that psychopath beat the British at war. Imagine, imagine having to fight somebody in a war with all different shades of yellow teeth because he took them out of other people. I don't know if he did it himself, but he definitely bought other people's teeth. But yeah, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. I'll work that into something too. God damn, I'm glad this isn't being filmed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is being filmed? Fucking shit. Um, <laughs> I know um, if you, uh, are, do we have any fine Jewish people here? Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. I'm gonna, um, all right, thanks for the light, the early one, damn. No, 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 so back to the Jewish people. Um, if you have any negative preconceived notions about the Jewish people and the way they tip, then I know that you've never worked at a chain Chinese restaurant on Christmas Eve. <laughs> God damn it. Brutal. Not a lot of people go to Chinese food on Christmas Eve, but if you do, you know that there's not a Gentile in there. And it's pretty cracking. No, um, but that's, uh, that's uh, all the time I got, right? Thank you, Pam. Billy Sullivan, do you all feel warm? Has he warmed the cockles of your heart? Oh, all of the cockles. All right, we're getting started with this crazy show. We're taping it up. Let's have a ton of energy. Your next comedian is all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Clap your hands together for Suzanne Lawrence. What's up, guys? So, uh, so I have a five-year-old kid at home. Uh, if you've never had a five-year-old, it's, uh, it's like this. It's like you hired someone to just follow you around and shout incorrect facts about turtles. <laughs> just all day. And every now and then, just like yank your pants off in the middle of Target <laughs> because she wanted to tell you something. It's like, guess what, sweetie? You just told everyone here that mommy's not wearing underpants today. <laughs> so thank you. When people have the nerve to ask you when you're having another. Bitch, never. Never, okay? Look, no, I get it. I was an only child. It was tough, you know, it gets kind of lonely. Like, my mom recently found an old picture of me um, as a kid playing chess with my cat. And I know that's sad, but like, the sadder part is that I was losing. Like, that's why they had one kid. They're like, this bitch is so dumb. We're gonna have to support her until she's 50. Like, and I, you know, my husband and I, we've decided that, like, we don't want her to live that lonely life, so we've decided that when the time comes, we're just going to do it. We're going to get her an Xbox. <laughs> just, like, right out, just immediately. We're not going to hesitate. You know, you're never really ready to have an Xbox. <laughs> you just have to have faith that it's time. Look, here's the thing. Every time you create a new human, there's a tiny chance that you just made the world's next serial killer or YouTube star Right? Like, I don't need that on my conscience. <laughs> like, I am, I am lazy. I am tired. I have enough energy to make maybe one good human. And that's it. Anything more than that, and I'm just shooting assholes out into the world. <laughs> like, 
I can just see the 60 Minutes interview now, like, why did you murder all of those people? Well, my mother didn't potty train me until I was 13, <laughs> because she couldn't even. <laughs> it's hard, okay? It's hard, like just potty training, I mean, like just, just as the minute you think they've got it, someone takes a shit in the toy box. That was like a weird, that was such a weird reaction. Everybody's like, oh my God, really? Are you okay? Like, look, you have not suffered until you've had to scrub human shit out of Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I can't even watch Toy Story. Okay, I can't. And then like, I mean, she's, she's, she's five now, so she's got it. Like we've, we nailed, I mean, okay. She's like 99% potty trained. But I mean, I feel like we're all kind of 99% potty trained. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like haven't we all been like a little overconfident at least once? <laughs> yeah, like, like I can make it home. <laughs> or when you like give up a little tiny bit and you're like, I can make it to the good gas station. <laughs> or this is definitely a fart. <laughs> this is safe. You know, I, uh, I know not a lot of moms say this, but I actually loved being pregnant. I loved it because here's the thing, being pregnant is a free pass to be your worst self. Yeah, and it's the little things that are fun. Like there was this office party I went to, and I don't remember exactly how much cake I had, um, but it was at least like four pieces. <laughs> like I blacked out on cake. No one said a word. And you know if I hadn't have been pregnant, someone would have been like, hey, slow down, or you don't work here. I, uh, I remember I was walking to work one day when I was pregnant, uh, and I dropped something, and I tried to bend down and pick it up, but I was just like too big and couldn't get down there. Three separate strangers stopped and went, aww. I'm like, if you think I'm so damn cute, damn cute why don't you pick up my cigarette? <laughs> Fucking rude. Fucking, that didn't go well. <laughs> you guys are nice. Um <laughs> so I, uh, I don't, um, I, I, don't, I don't spank my kid. I don't yell at my kid. What I do instead is when she does something that she knows she's not supposed to do, I take a plastic straw and I throw it in a storm drain. I'm just like, there's one turtle you'll never meet, bitch. It's <laughs> just the kind of parent I am, you know? I, uh, uh, I'm gonna finish up with this one. Do you guys know, this one is actually based on my hometown. It's, based, it's a little bit of Pittsburgh um, education. Uh, do you guys know what it's called when you poop and a little bit of water splashes up and like, you know, high fives your butthole? It's called a Pittsburgh hello. Do <laughs> you know why? No, tell us why. Okay, great. Uh, so you know, Pittsburgh is known for its steel mills, right? And so uh, the guys that work in steel absorb a lot of iron through their skin. And iron makes you constipated so that when you do go, it's like dropping a cannonball in there. Hence, Pittsburgh, hello. I just made all that up. <laughs> and I did it for one reason, because now, for the rest of your lives, every time that happens, you're gonna go, Pittsburgh, hello. And you're gonna see my face. <laughs> and that is called branding. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, you guys have been great. Keep it going for Suzanne Lawrence, all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yay! 
All right, your next comedian, he's all the way from Boston. It is East Coast night around here in San Francisco. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Casey McNeil. Keep your hands going for Pam Benjamin. All these great comics that you've seen. This stuff is not easy, you know. They say number one, number one human fear, talking to an audience. Did you know that? Number two fear, snakes. Number three, fear talking to an audience of snakes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm glad to be here. It's been not an easy day for me. I was dealing with difficult things. Started with getting on the train. I had to take the BART. You guys know the hand for the public transportation. Yay. <laughs> That's a real enthusiastic hand for the BART. No, I, you know, this, this terrible thing, you know what happens when you ever had the situation where a person sits down next to you who's like crazy. You know they're not right in the head, right? And they want to talk and talk and talk to you about their problems through the entire ride. Well, I'm that guy, and I'm not stopping, so <laughs> saddle up, because it's a long winter, and I don't have mental health insurance. No, I have a lot of mental problems. I, can't, I have the ADD. Who has that? Let's have a hand for attention deficit disorder. Yay! That's not, what a nice name. What a nice, gentle name. They rebranded that for you, Snowflakes. When I was a kid, it was called Minimal Brain Dysfunction. Because that's how you build character in kids in the 60s, I guess. But the ADD is not that big of a deal. Everybody's got the procrastination and stuff. But uh, I also have the OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Do you know what that is? Do you know what it 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 is? Do, okay, do we all know what it is? Now, obsessive compulsive disorder is a, is a mental disorder characterized by the um, uh, um, uh, compulsive repetition of tasks, checking front doors, that sort of thing is a, a common favorite, or the obsessive uh, repetition of thoughts, numbers and music are, are common, or the obsessive compulsive repetition of thoughts or tasks, or the obsessive compulsive over-explaining of de definitions. Should I go on? No, because you see, the ADD saves me. It's the only thing that saves me from the OCD is the, a is the ADD. Isn't that terrible? You know that you got mental problems when one of your disorders is used to save you from the symptoms of another one of your mental disorders. You see, the, the distractions are the only thing that save me from the obsessions. Like if I'm in the grocery store, it's the only thing that saves me from spending three hours picking out a lemon. Because you know, before that can happen, I get distracted by a wobbly shopping cart wheel going by. And then I start obsessively following them around, compulsively hoping that they will fix that shit. Then I get distracted by a song that's playing in the market because it's 99 loof balloons. And then I start obsessively repeating that because it's fucking 99 loof balloons. 99 loof balloons. See how catchy that is? Uh, <laughs> it's just not easy to do this stuff. Like, uh, and I tell you what, like, there's a lot of jobs you can't do when you have OCD. NASA countdown guy, can't do that job. But ignition in five, four... Three, five, four, three. No, I guess there are five, five, no, five, 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 four, three, five. Uh, the psych joke's killing today. All right. <laughs> now, I try to get help for this stuff, though. Like, the, I don't have the mental health insurance, but the library had uh, one of those things where you spend a half an hour with a therapy dog. But he didn't understand a fucking thing I was talking about. <laughs> Just kept trying to comfort me the whole time. And he looks skippy. Don't patronize me, bro. I came to do the work. Um, Oh, my God. But I tell you, the thing that there's some things, technology is it has an interesting twist for obsessive compulsives and that. Because, like, phones, generally not that good. But I don't know if you've seen this. Whirlpool invented a stove that you could control with your cell phone. Because America. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, right? Now, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a godsend for people like me with obsessive compulsive disorder. Because, you know, if I'm stuck in one of those busy meetings at work, I can just say, excuse me, before we go on, I just have to check in with my stove.
Oh, hi, stove. Yeah, it's me again. You're not on, are you? No, 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 I know I just called a few minutes ago, but uh, one more thing. Can you see the front door from where you are? Oh, again, the psych jokes. I love them. Uh, one thing that doesn't help out that much with this fight, like I don't deal well with conflict. Before the invention of the cell phone, all I had to do to end an argument was physically leave the fucking building. That's all it took. Close the door, conversation over. Since the cell phone's invention, I've had the same argument with my wife for the last 14 months. I think Desert Storm lasted like three days or something, you know. <laughs> I try to have those dramatic exits like in the old days. No, no, I'm done talking about this. That's what I said. No, I'm out of here. This conversation is over. Now I slam the door. I walk about 10 feet. Zzz, zzz. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> like I would turn it off, but I don't want to miss a call from the stove. Yeah, it's cool in this line where you get recognized sometimes in the street, but people never know what they know you from, though. This guy comes up to me the other day. He says, wait, stop right there. No, I know you. I've seen you before. No, wait, you're that guy, aren't you? You're him. You're that freak that tries to talk to me on the train. Don't come another step near me. My name's Casey. That's all I'm going to do. Thanks, you guys. Casey McNeil, everyone. Yay. All right. Cool. Hey. Next comedian came all the way from Portland. Clap your hands together for Julia Corral. Hey, everybody. Uh, so the other day I was hanging out with my girlfriends, and they were like, Julia, how do you have so much confidence? And I said, that's easy. I'm chesty, I'm chubby, and I'm Latina. And that's three Pornhub categories, <laughs> right? It's easy to have confidence when you know some creeps always out there wanting you. <laughs> uh, I just got new health insurance and they made me get a primary care physician. And I was like, I don't care, give me anybody. You guys, I showed up at eight o'clock in the morning and they gave me the fucking hottest doctor I had ever seen. I should have brushed my teeth. <laughs> but he was also dumb as dog shit. Because I was like, listen, I think I need antidepressants. I'm so sad. And he looked at me, and he's like, nah, I think you just need exercise. I know, boo, right? 2020 <laughs> telling this Latina feminist? Immediately, I was like, Julia, get a new primary. But my vagina was like, one pap smear. <laughs> one breast check, pay the copay, and get out there. That's why we really need universal health care. Uh, my 20-year high school reunion's coming up, and I've been getting a jump start on it by internet stalking all my exes. It's very easy nowadays. And I've discovered that two of them have wives that look exactly like me. And for most women, this would really bother them, but not me. It's kind of refreshing knowing that I wasn't dumped based on my looks, <laughs> but solely based on my awful personality, <laughs> right? I think that's easier to handle. Uh, but I've been like, should I go back to my 20-year reunion? I, I think I, I'm going to. I miss high school. I, I miss having summer and spring breaks off. I miss my parents willingly giving me allowance. But what I really miss is the weekend finger banging. <laughs> right? I feel like that just ends in adulthood. <laughs> or it did for me. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Oh, I've discovered the one true religion. It's Buddhism. Yeah, because I know karma's real. Because when I was growing up, I used to be a real fucking bitch. 
but now I'm 45 pounds overweight and I have chin acne. <laughs> but guess what, joke's on the universe, because body positivity's in. <laughs> so I'm winning again. Um, another thing that's going on, oh, I went to the bar by myself the other day, and when you're short, like, men always want to fucking talk to you. It's annoying, but the other day, this drunk gave me some sage wisdom. He said that uh, he put mother, or he, uh, he put uh, mothers against drunk driving stickers on the back of his car to fool, like, the police into not pulling him over. Yeah, I thought it was good advice, and as, like, a, a woman in my late 30s, it got me thinking, so the next day, I bought a shit ton of Planned Parenthood stickers and put them all over my car. So this way, when a guy comes in me, he thinks I'm going to get an abortion, but I'm not. I'm going to fucking keep that baby. <laughs> got to think, time's running out for me. Uh, I used to be a club ba a rat back in the day, up in the clubs in the early aughts. But now all that music's back on the radio. It's like nostalgic. Uh, and I'm suffering from what's medically known as grind dancing flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, essentially what that means is anytime I hear outcasts on the radio, I just feel phantom dicks just like pressing <laughs> into my butt. It's very debilitating. I uh, was listening to NPR the other day. Do you guys do this up here? I feel like I'm forced in Portland. Like, <laughs> gosh. But this segment came on and it said, giving a child an iPhone is like giving a child cocaine. Yeah, I thought about it. I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds better than any present I could ever buy. So now I'm like the Pablo Escobar of toddlers. <laughs> I'm just going around giving bumps of screen time to my nieces and nephews. Obviously, I'm the favorite. Uh, I'll end it with this one. Is anybody ready for the zombie apocalypse to happen? No, you're not? I'm sick of working. <laughs> but guess what? You shouldn't be worried. I figured out, I think I'm going to make a really good zombie. So that's why I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm a slow walker. <laughs> I'm Mexican, so I've been eating brains since I've been a child. <laughs> and I'm constantly hungover. You guys, I don't even think I'm going to notice the transition. Besides the fact I'm going to be like Yonsei of the Undead. Thank you so much, Mutiny. <laughs> Julia Corral, everyone. All the way from Portland. All right. So we got to clap and laugh, guys. <laughs> we got to do it. I know it's hard. It's like, you're in a room and stuff. Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, your next comedian, he is all the way from Chicago. Clap your hands together for James Fisher Jr. Yeah. How's it doing? I've been doing that thing where I'm trying to like look at myself and like self-love and accept who I am. And I don't know if I like what I'm finding. <laughs> like I found this out about myself. I'm nerdy, but I'm not smart. And it's a very weird combination of things that have in your life. Like, it's really worth knowing the names of 151 Pokemon, but not knowing math. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's just like, I, because of that, I'm susceptible to bullying a lot of the time. Like, I used to, like, it's mostly about homeless people, like, <laughs> in Chicago who bullied me. Like, I used to do music my entire life. My entire life, I did music. Started doing comedy in 2012. But when I did music, I was doing an outside festival. I walked off stage, and this homeless man walked up to me, and he was like, what, you trying to be some kind of fake-ass Chris Brown? And it was right after the Rihanna thing. I was like, I don't, I don't like that comparison. Can you give me another one? He said, you too good for Chris Brown? You fake-ass R. Kelly. I don't like the black guys you're coming up with, sir. <laughs> no, bullies don't disappear. They just, like, get 
power in some other form and then they hold that against you. Like bullies just exist even through adulthood. Like there was a gay couple that wanted to get married and they went to go get their cake made and the baker was like, we don't make cakes for gay couples. And I was like, all right, look, it's your business. You should be allowed to serve whoever you want to and don't serve whoever you don't want to. But I think you should have to put your shittiness on your window, like right for display for everybody to see. Whatever shitty rules you have, put it in the window. Let us decide whether we want to patronize you. If you don't want to serve gay people, put it right in the window. We don't serve gays. Put it in the window. If you don't want to serve Mexicans, put it right in the window. We don't serve Mexicans. You can even use a slur. If you don't want to serve black people, just put it right in the window. All lives matter. We won't show up at all. <laughs> we just won't come. My little cousin came out as gay like six months ago. Six months ago, he came out as gay. And I'm from Kentucky, so he was like, hey, uh, would you mind coming with me to tell the family? And I was like, yeah, of course I'll come. And I went with them to tell the family, and they were all angry. They are like, this is an outrage. And I was like, it is an outrage, but not for the same reason you guys think. I guess outrage because he can have sex whenever he wants now, and I think he should have to work a little harder than that. Because <laughs> he's having sex with dudes. It's not hard to have sex with dudes. All you got to do is try. That's really it. That's what I got to do. <laughs> it's a superpower that a lot of women have that I don't think you guys have. You can have sex whenever you want. Whenever you want. not Maybe not whoever you want, but the activity is yours. <laughs> if you weren't here right now, you could be fucking. If I wasn't here, I don't know. <laughs> Guys go out and try to have sex, and every now and then a girl's like a courtroom judge. She's like, I'll allow it. That's what it is every time. <laughs> like, you know, let, let me ask you a question. If you go to a party, if you go to a party and it's more guys than girls, what do they call that? Sausage, exactly, sausage fest. It's disgusting. Nobody wants to be at one. You know what they call a party with more girls and guys? It's still a fucking party. They don't have a name for it. <laughs> they don't call it a pussy soiree. They don't do that. They don't call it a clam jam. It's just a party. And it's not fair. <laughs> and my cousin's entered that world now. He can have sex whenever he wants. That's how I know being gay is not a choice. Because if it was, I would have been gay yesterday. <laughs> I mean, somebody's going to touch my balls and we get to play Madden? Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. <laughs> Here's the only thing, though. I, I've experimented with myself. You can judge me if you like. Uh, I don't like things going in my butt. Like, I've tried it. I don't know what you call this on your pinky the first notch. I went that far in. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I don't want it. Somebody said, you didn't reach the prostate. I said, I'll reach my limit, nigga. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> but pooping feels amazing. I love poop. The sweet relief of all your pain and anguish coming out at the end of the day. <laughs> if having sex with a dude was just pulling a long dick out, I would fuck every dude in here off top. <laughs> it's like David Copperfield. Where is it all coming from? Yes, please. <laughs> I date, I, I date women, and it's like it's weird. Um, it's 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 weird, like when you don't know how to talk to women. Because in college, I didn't know how to talk to women, like at all. And I, like I said, I did music, so I was like, I know, I, there's this girl I like. She goes to an open mic every Monday. I'll go to open mic and I'll sing to her. And I'm not gonna sing the whole song to you, but I want to sing a piece of it to you guys. It's a song that I wrote myself. I was like, I like this girl. I'm gonna sing this song to her. I go to open mic. She's sitting right in the middle. And again, this is like real R&B, so if you laugh, I, I might cry. Uh, <laughs> so I go and I sing to her. She's sitting right in the middle. I'm like, all right, I want to sing the song to her. And the song goes, I got my degree in giving you what you need. It's a PhD in putting your heart at ease. I know you've been hurt so bad. I can feel it, but don't worry because I'm here. Let me be a healer. Sing that entire song, three verses, three courses. Yes, thank you. That's the proper response. You know what the response they gave me after a three-minute song? Nothing. They just stared at me. I was like, oh, my God, the girl I like sitting right here. Somebody please stand up and say something. Somebody say something, please. 
And then all of a sudden, this dude stands up in the back. I'm like, oh, he's going to say I'm great. He's going he's gonna to say, oh, this guy deserves a record deal. All I heard from the back was, no! You guys have been great. I'm James. Thank you. James Fisher Jr., everyone, all the way out of Chicago. Yeah! That was rad. Uh, hey, everybody, give a hand for the designer of the festival right here, uh, Mikey from Subliminal SF. Came up with all the cool logos for the awesome T-shirts uh, that you all received and have. And, uh, and he's a badass. Hold on just a sec. Cool. All right, I'll add that for the camera. Uh, all right. It's you. Okay, I remember. I was like thinking of the list in my head and I was like, all right, who's next? All right, your next comedian is all the way from Cleveland, Ohio. Clap your hands together for Jeremy Demery. Thanks, guys. I really needed that encouragement because I realized today is the uh, one year anniversary of a close friend of mine dying and I nearly forgot about it. But to be fair, he did miss my birthday last week. <laughs> I was raised religious and uh, I used to pray a lot for superpowers and it came true. Uh, my superpower is where I self project all of my insecurities onto others which is probably why I have more dead friends than alive friends. <laughs> mm. I used to get accused of showing up to work high a lot. So I used to show up to work high a lot. <laughs> One time it really wasn't my fault. Uh, I got a call from my boss and he's like, hey, so-and-so called in sick. I really need you to cover this shift. And I was like, well, it's my only day off. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I took a hit of acid. He goes, well, when did you take the acid? And I said, one hour, 10 hours ago, 10 months ago. What is time anyways? <laughs> so all we are is just atoms vibrating at such a frequency that we create light, and life is nothing more than just an illusion in the constructs of our minds. He's like, you think you can cover the shift? He's like, if you're willing to have me, I'm willing to come in. <laughs> so I came in, and they immediately started seating me tables. And uh, I took my first table's order, I put their order in, their order comes out, nothing happened. I'm pulling it off. But there's this guy at the table, and he goes, uh, how do I fit this sandwich into my mouth? And that set my brain into a fucking tailspin. <laughs> I, say, uh, I say to him, what I do is I'll unhinge my jaw like a snake, I'll slide the sandwich down into my belly, and I'm fed for about seven to 10 days. <laughs> so as you can see, sir, I ate yesterday. <laughs> so I scurry off, I come back out, check on the table and offer them dessert. And that same person goes, does anybody ever get dessert around here? And I look at this person in their dead, soulless eyes. <laughs> and I say, it happens about as often as I see a unicorn running through a whole field four-leaf clovers, but dreams do come true. <laughs> You're welcome for that visual. <laughs> now, I know I look like a guy who likes to follow the rules. <laughs> most of the time, you'd be right, except uh, when it comes to ordering sandwiches, 
I can be a real rapscallion. <laughs> uh, I've been doing this since high school, and anytime anybody asks me for the name for the order, I always say Lucifer. <laughs> and I must have caught this guy on a particularly bad day, because as soon as my order came up, he was like, he lost his shit immediately. He was like, Lucifer, the devil. Lucifer the devil, your order's ready. And I was like, whoa, 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 man, what's going on here? He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's just, it's been a really crazy day. I got my wife calling me on the phone. We just got this dog. It's shitting all over the house. The kids are screaming in the background. And most evenings, I can't even go to sleep unless there's a gun in my mouth. And I was like, are you going to hand me that sandwich? Because I ordered this thing to go. <laughs> what an oversharer. Um, let's see here. I just realized recently that uh, Hoarders is in its 10th season. You believe this? The hypocrisy of this show. <laughs> Hoarders is on A&E, so you know one's, no one's watching it. At this point, they're just stockpiling episodes. You think the people on Hoarders, when like they came in, they probably filmed it from like different angles of like how their house looked, and then when they aired it, they only showed one angle. They probably like drove them crazy. Like, what happened to the other shots? <laughs> we wanted those shots in. I don't know. People keep telling me to get rid of this joke, and uh, I plan on keeping it. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. You've been awesome. Demery, everyone, all the way from Cleveland, Ohio. Right, I don't remember where your next comedian is from. There you are. Hey, hey, everybody, I'm very excited to hear his jokes. Put your hands together for Ben Mel. What's up, guys? I'm Ben Mel, very forgettable. Um, yeah, I'm in from L.A. I live next to a 7-Eleven, uh, not to brag or anything. You know how glamorous, you know how glamorous L.A. can be. Um, and there's always a line outside for Redbox. And I was wondering the other day, like, how the fuck is Redbox still a thing? <laughs> like, there are better ways to rent a movie than getting stabbed at 7-Eleven. <laughs> when have you ever been to 7-Eleven and been like, this is nice, I feel safe here? <laughs> Every time I go to 7-Eleven, I'm like, I'm going to get stabbed. I'm definitely dying in 7-Eleven tonight. Also, the, the directions for Redbox are a recipe for getting murdered. It's step one. Turn your back to this sketchy neighborhood. <laughs> Step two, take out your credit card. Step three, submerge yourself in this dirty red mesh hood. Also, the movies aren't new. I'm not getting stabbed over We Bought a Zoo. I'm not gonna do that. That's like Matt Damon's 13th best movie. I'd get stabbed over school ties. At least you're fighting against anti-Semitism with that one. I'd, get, I'd definitely get stabbed over Goodwill Hunting. That won a fucking Oscar. We bought a zoo. The premise is the kid's mom died, so the, the dad is like, oh, I'm going to buy you a giraffe. Cool. That's not real life. <laughs> my dad died, and my neighbor came over with a tuna casserole. I didn't get a fucking giraffe. <laughs> life is bullshit. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm in from L.A. My friend was like, don't stay at a hotel. Why go through all that hassle when you can stay at my place for free? You can drink all my alcohol. You can eat all my food. The only rule is don't let the cats out, which should have been the red flag for me. I didn't pick <laughs> up on that. 
I feel like if someone says to you, I have a cat, I'm like, cool, what's its name? If someone says, I have cats, I'm like, do you have a therapist? You have, you have problems. I do have a therapist, it's my cats. I talk to my cats. So I get to her place, right? I walk in, there's two really nice black cats, one with white paws I named Boots, the other one was all black, I named it F. Scott Fitzgerald. I go into the bedroom, there's another black cat. I go into the kitchen, there's two more black cats. I see a note that says, Dear Ben, enjoy your stay. Don't forget to give the cat named Tom his diabetes medicine. <laughs> yeah, why would I want to stay at a hotel? That seems so crazy now. <laughs> this hotel has nothing on this fucking cat hospice. So I'm like, cool. So I start calling the, the Tom. I'm like, Tom, pss, pss, Tom, pss, pss. all the cats come towards me. So now I'm running around poking all these cats <laughs> with diabetes medicine, <laughs> hoping I get the right one. So my friend's going to come home to one healthy cat with diabetes and maybe five dead cats. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, man. My mom, uh, my mom texted me before the show. She was like, hey, did you get the package I sent? My mom is, she gives the worst gifts. You have anybody in your family who just gives the worst gifts for your birthday or holidays? That's my mom. Uh, last cr last Hanukkah, she gave me uh, cologne by Johnny Depp. <laughs> I was like, Mom, what about me screams Johnny Depp? <laughs> she was like, well, I know you love that movie Donnie Brasco. I'm like, well, then you should have gotten me a gun. That's a way better <laughs> gift. It's a way more useful gift than smelling like a pirate with 17 rings. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, you know. I, I know what you like. The other, uh, the other birthday, she got me sneakers with pockets. So I opened them, and there was tons of weed. I was like, oh, finally, a gift I can use. This is great. But I was worried, so I called her. I said, hey, Mom, I'm pretty sure you can't send weed through the mail. That's a federal offense. And she was like, are you calling me from a landline? <laughs> I was like, yeah, why? She's like, well, in that case, I didn't send you shit. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> All right, I'm Ben Mail. Thanks, guys. Ben Mail, everyone. Keep it going. Yeah. Yay, yay. I'm so excited for your, your next comedian. Uh, it's great that you talked about cats. I've, I've actually stayed at her house, but her cat was a joy. Like, I was like, I want to live with your cat forever. I never take selfies. And I was like, doo, doo, doo. Mr. Butters and I, woof, we have a. He's <laughs> It is a special cat. All right, your next comedian. She's an amazing comedian. She's out of Seattle. You're going to love her. Put your hands together for Bernice. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes, give it up to Pam and Mr. Butters. <laughs> I'm not from here. I was made in China. <laughs> came to this country by myself 15 years ago. Um, my name is Bernice. That's not my real name. <laughs> my real name is Kimberly. <laughs> All right, it's Jean. <laughs> well, when Chinese people came from China to America, we just used fake names. I went down a date with this guy. His name is Rice Wang. Come on, dude. That's like American guy naming himself Cheeseburger Johnson. 
I got so curious. I went on LinkedIn to look him up. And I found more Chinese rices. I got rice chow, rice mian, and rice bao. That's basically a P.F. Chang's menu. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on a date because I was dying to ask him. Hey, rice. Chinese to Chinese. Why you pick the name? Oh, um, I first picked the Richard, because I want to be called rich. You know, that's a Chinese thing. But then I became Dick Wang. <laughs> Two penises. <laughs> Living in America, I am grateful for the freedom I have. Very different in China. My parents still live there. They can't see anything at post. It's all blocked. Just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, what gave me the ultimate freedom from my mom is China's censorship. <laughs> <laughs> my mom have no say in my life whatsoever. Yeah, yeah she thinks she does. That's how dystopia works. <laughs> she called me the other day. Oh, why didn't you email me the picture from your trip? Oh, you didn't get them? Must be the government. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is the reason why I watch news. Because yeah. I keep track of the hot topics of the Communist Party. So when she called, when are you going to get married? I can just blast out Hong Kong protest, Taiwan liberation, <laughs> Japan has better sushi. <laughs> <laughs> the phone call is cut out for me. <laughs> um, when I first came to the US, I discovered this thing called fortune cookies. Yeah, we don't have those in China. <laughs> you know, Americans made it up. Yeah, yeah. It's way too positive. <laughs> A big fortune is coming your way in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. If the Chinese made it, it will be get tested. You have STD. Here's another one. Early bird catches the worm. <sighs> no, in Chinese, it just means your brother is more successful than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got some hot fortune cookies for you all, made by this Chinese. Go get some later. My name is Bernicia. Thank you so much. Bernice, yay, everyone! Yay! Yay! All right, uh, your next comedian, he's newly local to San Francisco uh, via Colorado, I believe, if that's true. Awesome. He was in the underwear show last night, and that was a blast. <laughs> Sorry, I should give him a different intro. On <laughs> it was so fun. I just, oof. Anyway, sorry. I have a, anyways, let's just back to the, Drugs, drugs. Okay, you're <laughs> taping this. 
Your next comedian, he's new to this. He, oh, God. See, now I'm all weird. Your next comedian's <laughs> new to this city. Put your hands together for Lucas Larson. <laughs> It's okay. Thought of me in my underwear can make things weird. <laughs> Spider-Man rocking out at a heavy metal concert. Okay, let's uh, let's all agree that salad is bullshit. It only comes first, so that whatever comes after it for dinner tastes delicious by comparison. And I've been trying to adopt this strategy in other aspects of my life, where I start with something really bad, so the thing that follows it seems better. That's why I'm starting with a salad joke tonight. <laughs> so the favorite thing about my own voice is that I never have to tell people that I actually like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course it's great. But it's not my favorite movie. My favorite movie is Up, because nothing is more fun than five minutes of intense crying, <laughs> followed by 85 minutes of a talking dog. <laughs> like, I like Up so much, I've been thinking about the sequel. It's going to be a little more intense. It's going to be five minutes of a talking dog, followed by 85 minutes of intense crying. <laughs> going to be called down <laughs> at uh at work yesterday my female boss took out her phone and showed pictures of her kids to my female coworker, and then she took her phone and put it back in her pocket and that really hurt my feelings because i was like hey i want to not work too So I was on coffee date recently, sit down, and she asked when my birthday is. It's March, so I'm a Pisces. And she goes, I'm a Taurus, which is an Earth type. And my cat's an Aries, which is a fire type. And you're a Pisces, which is a water type. How is this ever going to work? And I'm just like, hey, that sounds like a pretty strong Pokemon team to me. <laughs> That's where that date ended. <laughs> She did not want to catch them all. <laughs> but um, I was traveling this summer and met someone, and I was like, hey, do you want to meet me in another country in three days? And to my amazement, she's like, yeah, sure. And then so the bro side of me was like, bro, she's fine countries to meet you. Get a room with one queen-size bed. But then the other side of me, the side that's been talking to you this whole time. <laughs> it's like, dude, don't be presumptuous. Get a room with two twin-sized beds. And I'm freaking out and found a solution. And I found a room with one queen-sized bed and two twin-sized beds. <laughs> but then I found out that the queen-sized bed was just two twin-sized beds put together. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, now I'm just the weirdo that got the room with four beds. <laughs> it's cool, we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, 
recently volunteered at a science camp for small children. And at the end of camp, all the children had to fill out a survey about their time at camp. And the survey ended with a real fun question. It was, where will your camp counselor, that's me, be in 10 years? And my favorite response was 57, question mark. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I'm Lucas Larson. Lucas Larson, everyone. Yay. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for hanging in. How's everybody doing? Shake it out. Oh, yeah. Woo. We're more than halfway through, so you guys are being a great audience and really appreciate that. Uh, hey, you're an, I'll, we'll, go, go quick, and then we'll sit, and then we'll, we'll wait. We got time. We got I, because she's going to cross, and we'll just real quick pour, and then sit, and then we'll get it going. So get all our, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, it's all good. I just want to. Give her the, all right, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Lolita D. Oh my God, people. Isn't it wild that you can do literally any activity for 20 seconds apart from washing your hands? It's like so long. I just don't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> anything but. Uh, people like to compliment me on my accent, you know, they're like, oh my god, your accent, so cute. <laughs> and I'm like, really? My accent is cute? My accent, you know, I work out four days a week. <laughs> <laughs> my accent is cute? I don't know. I don't think it's a compliment, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so my accent is Dutch. I know some of you are not helped by that information. Uh, <laughs> When I was first in the United States, I went to buy some furniture and the guy in the store was like, hey, I love your accent, what is it? And I said, it's Dutch. And he goes, cool. So uh, how are things uh, down in, uh, over in uh, Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I grew up in the Netherlands uh, and growing up, I used to imagine all these really cool American places that I knew of because of music. Like as a kid, I listened to the Jackson 5, Indiana. <laughs> and then as a teenager, I was big into Prince, Minnesota. <laughs> and so then having moved to the United States, visiting these places ranks high on my list of disillusioning disappointments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my son does not speak Dutch, and sometimes people get very judgy with me. You know, they're like, oh. <laughs> You didn't want to continue the linguistic lineage? To those people I say, have you heard Dutch? <laughs> like, have you actually listened to it? You know that sound you make when you throw up and gag at the same time, you know, like this? Like <laughs> okay, so that was good morning. <laughs> you can practice that later at home. Uh, I did recently become a US citizen. Thank you. And they asked me a whole bunch of weird shit along the way. Uh, on my interview, they asked me if I had ever supported the Nazi party. I'm like, wait, what? The Nazi party that was in power in Germany between 1933 and 1945? Like, I understand I don't look my best at 8 o'clock in the morning in an immigration <laughs> office. <laughs> but that, that just was, you know, I, that hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> Also, I wasn't sure what the right answer was. You know, these days it's hard to tell, right? <laughs> like, 
Anyway, I went with no. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my wife is from Colombia, following all stereotypes. She's beautiful, she's beautiful. Uh, my wife is the kind of beautiful, when people see us together, they're like, they don't really believe we're a couple, you know? They're like, what, what, she with? No, what? <laughs> what, she with? Are you sh no. And that used to really hurt my feelings, you know? I'd be like, but my accent is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then I figured out the only way people can make sense of us being a couple is that I must have a really big dick. <laughs> <laughs> which I do, which is not on me all the time. <laughs> when I first moved to the States, uh, a local family invited me to Thanksgiving. Uh, and they wanted to explain to me the, uh, the importance of Thanksgiving. And they said, you know, it's just like Christmas, but with more family when literally the only thing that makes Christmas manageable for me is not <laughs> being with my family. Uh, but, you know, I understood they wanted to explain the meaning of the holiday because obviously we don't have Thanksgiving in the Netherlands, right? Uh, and that's not because we don't celebrate genocide in Europe. We do, just not that particular one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll leave you on a happier note. My wife and I, we love dancing. We like going dancing. We dance salsa. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and I like the Latin scene. My only issue with it is there can be a little machismo. You know, it's very boy-girl focused. And I don't like dancing with men. I don't. Dancing with men just, I don't know, it just makes me uncomfortable. I really only like dancing with my wife. <laughs> I guess I'm like the Mike Pence of lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lalita D. You're awesome. <laughs> Lolita D. Her accent is so cute. Dela Kerst. All right. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people in Portland, Oregon. I'm so happy every time he graces any stage I get to see. Put your hands together for Cam Strong. Oh well. What I was gonna do is I was gonna come out here serious like, and then I was go just make some nonsense sound. That was gonna be the whole bit. But what do you do? You know, you just move on from those sort of things. Um, my name's Cam. It's short for Cameron. Um, a lot of people spell it wrong, but I think you could spell it right if you you, know, you wanted to. It's easy name. It's Cameron. C A M D I A R R H E A R O N. The diarrhea is silent. <laughs> I think you could do it. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Does someone have a round of applause? They could. Thank you so much. I always forget mine. It's really nice of you. It's good. Um, let's make this the best moment ever. What do you say? Huh? You could be the acrobat. Demolition guy, for sure. Master disguises. <laughs> you steal the jewels. Three, two, one. Best moment ever. Woo! It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Had way better moments, I'm sure. <laughs> we tried our best, though. I forgot my next joke. <laughs> but it's okay. I know what to do when you forget your next joke, folks. It's super easy. 
You just open up this thing right here. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Did the pause thing, the moment. <laughs> Fake forgot my joke. I saw her through it. Oh, I was smoking weed this morning, and um, I got a text message from my upstairs neighbor, and it said, uh, weed smoke got in baby's room. Baby got high. So I sent a text right back. It said, baby can pay back whenever. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I want to be that guy. Um, I'm a pedophile. No, I'm not a pedophile. That's what that says. <laughs> not. I underlined it. I'm not a pedophile. When I see kids playing on the playground, I lose my erection. <laughs> oh, so I was having sex with this baby the other day. And you know how it is. Wah, wah, wah. I was, uh, I went to dinner with my grandma. <laughs> I was having dinner with my grandma. I like going out to dinner with my grandma. We go to fancy places. Um, what's nice about having dinner with my grandma, you know, she's a, she's a big tipper. So when she falls over, we get dinner for free. <laughs> like the whole fucking, fucking the baby joke really p took the air out of the room, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe end with the baby fucking. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, these are trials. These are the lessons we learn. Who's awkward? Just me. Okay. I um. <laughs> my uh, been having sex. It's um my favorite sex position I, I like is uh reverse cowgirl. And a cow's favorite sex position is forward human heifer. <laughs> and my girlfriend's favorite sex position is having sex with Chad. So. <laughs> All right. I think we learned not to do the baby fucking joke. Anyway, I'm going to end on that. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Cam Strong, everyone! Don't worry. I have I have a, I have a joke about having sex on top of a baby, because that's not pedophilia. Because you're actually you're like on top of the baby. It's looking in your face. And you they can only see like 15 inches anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. Just because the baby's first words are uh uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. Makes me a bad nanny. You get fucking jokes. This uh, on top of him. Bang from behind. You get banged from behind. You're looking at the kid. It's fine. Babies like eye contact. What? All right. Back to the tapes. All right. We're still warm. We're still going. Uh, I don't remember what was on next. I don't know. I'm a jerk. Uh, yeah. Hey, Casey, tell me who's next on the list after Cam Strong. Heather Winkler. Yeah. All right. We'll give you a second. And then, okay, we'll just go down the list since we're right there. Heather Wiggler and then 
then Billy Joe, then Robert. Robert I, how do you pronounce your last name? Martyrosian. I can remember that. Uh, and then we've got, I know we've got Andy Clark on there somewhere. All right. And then, all right. Sweet. Hey, everybody, we're back. Let's all get that energy up and be excited. Woo! Your next comedian's all the way from Portland. Keep that clapping going for Heather Wiggler. Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here because I love stand-up comedy. It's really different from my day job. I'm a lawyer. So I'm used to talking to people, but I'm not used to people liking it. So... It's a little different. A lot of people think lawyers are assholes. No divorcees here, I guess. Um, and I have to tell you, I've known a lot of lawyers. I've been one for a long time, and that is totally fair. We are. We are huge assholes. Uh, some of us, though, are assholes for good. I'm actually your asshole because I work for the government. Uh, <laughs> I was a deputy district attorney for a little bit, and one of my very first defendants was apprehended which is cop speak for tackled and beaten the shit out of, <laughs> uh, with some meth in his pocket. And his defense was, these aren't my pants. <laughs> it turns out that is a really common defense to drug crime. You hear it all the time, but only from men. And I think I know why, because if I put on another lady's pants, I'd know right away. Um, I'm also a mom, and I love it. It is the greatest job you will ever be trapped in until you die. <laughs> uh, and the experience of becoming a mom is magical. It's actually like a magic trick. If you've never seen it, think for a moment of a watermelon passing through the center of a donut, and then afterwards, you have a completely different donut. <laughs> yeah. I went from one of those pink frosted cake donuts, all sweet and tiny with well-groomed sprinkles, to more of an apple fritter situation. <laughs> yeah. My donut's bigger, it is darker, it's messier, but it's more satisfying to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone from just being a snack to the whole damn meal. So that's fun. Uh, my own mom was really amazing. She's much better at the task of parenting than I am. And I think I know why. We had really different lifestyles. Like, she didn't drink. She liked cocaine. <laughs> that is the productive drug. You can just toot your way through your to-do list. Uh, my parenting drug of choice is cannabis because it just makes you forget your to-do list, <laughs> which is a lot easier. Um, I'm reaching the end of my reproductive life, though. I'm going through perimenopause, which, if you don't know what that is, it's the biological process a woman's body goes through in order to stop giving a fuck what you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not instantaneous. It's a years-long process like puberty. In puberty, your hormones fluctuate for several years, and uh, you want to make people. And in perimenopause, your hormones fluctuate for several years and you want to end them. <laughs> I have a lot more murder fantasies now. <laughs> and, you know, those hormone fluctuations, they can make me really mean. Like, I made my husband cry the other day. 
because the strap-on was too big. <laughs> I mean, to clarify for him, it was working fine for me. <laughs> I was having a nice time. I think that uh, all the ladies out there who have male partners should uh, try pegging. You really should. If you think you like having a man cry over you, wait until he is crying under you. <laughs> it is so much better. <laughs> yeah. I feel some of you guys pulling away right now, and that is how I like it. One of my favorite parts of parenting is that you get to give your kids advice and teach them about the world. And I had an opportunity to do that with my eight-year-old recently. She came up to me and said, Mom, Cormac and Madigan are bothering me on the playground. And my first thought was, well, add those little fuckers to the murder list. <laughs> I don't care that they're eight-year-old. I've murdered younger. <laughs> In my fantasies, of course. Um, <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess child murder and baby rape is just not working this evening, <laughs> huh? <laughs> That's all right. Well, well, I said to her, well, uh, well, what are they doing? And she said, Mom, they're using all these horrible words, like they're using the A word, they're using the B word, they're using the F word, and they're even using the C word. And for a minute, I was like, well, maybe Cormac and Madigan are cooler than they sound. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure, so I asked her, uh, well, what's the C word? She said, Mom, you know what the C word is. The C word is crap. So I said, honey, the C word is cunt. <laughs> I mean, to clarify, I want you to know because you have one. And if I'm doing my job right, someday you'll be one. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm Heather Weigler. Hey, Heather Weigler, everyone. That was great. All right. Uh, hey, your next comedian comes all the way from Boulder, Colorado. Clap your hands together for Billy Joe Gillespie. My dad thought only two kinds of women go in the service. So when I enlisted in the Marines, he prayed I was a slut. <laughs> we compromised. I'm both. It's a, I know it's a surprise. Somebody this height says they're a Marine. You're, you're right. The average height is six foot three. I was so close. <laughs> and this meant that none of the gear fit. I'd get on the helicopter and I'd sit down. My flak jacket came up to here, pushed my helmet forward. I was a flying ninja turtle. <laughs> don't think my command didn't play with the size disparity either because we don't leave each other behind on the battlefield. So we practice carrying each other off. For this, they love to pair me up with the biggest, most out-of-shape fucker in the battalion. And then laugh, because I look like a chihuahua carrying a St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah, they just don't make child-sized combat gear for this country. <laughs> but they, do, they are, however, ordering new combat gear, really great stuff. These brand-new helmets with doggles attached. Yeah, you heard that right. Doggles. It's for the canines. I've never been so jealous of a bitch in my life. <laughs> uh, very proud of what I have accomplished. I got the Marine Corps plates on my car. First time I got pulled over, first words out of the cop's mouth was, oh, your husband's a Marine, huh? Confused the poor bastard when I told him I wasn't married. The next time I got pulled over, when the cop asked, 
Hell no, I'm not married to a man. I'm married to the core. Fastest I've ever talked my way out of a speeding ticket, let me tell you. Uh, the VAs know better about w remembering that women have served. I got a letter from them today that said, Dear Mr. Gillespie, your pap smear was normal. <laughs> I sure hope they get that figured out for my prostate exam. Because <laughs> I got that letter too. They, the uh, old VA hospital in Denver, they weren't worried with this. They weren't interested in the boobage whatsoever. But the first time I got a suspicious mammogram, they had me come back for a chest x-ray to check the findings. And they had me put these little stickers on my nipples with BBs attached. Because the tech who reads the x-rays doesn't know the difference between a nipple and a lump. <laughs> and they think they're qualified to be my second opinion. <laughs> I love going out for Veterans Day, but uh, I do feel bad for the waitress who told me that I could not order off the veteran's menu. Actually, I'm a Marine. Prove it. So I throat punched her. <laughs> I, lo I love uh, the stores that have the veteran's parking, but I'm thinking about doing that to the next redneck that tells me I can't park in that. Okay, it's okay to throw punch the waitress, but not some <laughs> redneck. What is wrong with you people? If they're wearing a MAGA hat or have a Confederate flag, I can throat punch that fucker. <laughs> I, I have some advice for girl parents out there. Um, it's okay to dress your daughters up like, like little fashion dolls and tell them that they're a princess. I didn't love it, but it's okay to do that. But just in case your little princess does something crazy like join the Marine Corps, don't shelter her. Because Zena doesn't keep her ass in the castle. And while I was out on my adventures and my Marine brothers would realize I didn't know what they were talking about when they were trying to embarrass me, come here, little farm girl. We're going to blow your mind. And they did. When I was 19 and saw my first porno, it did not matter. It was a Japanese porno with a little box over all the action. Because by that time, I had seen a pussy peel a banana, make exact change, shoot ping pong balls, and smoke a blunt. <laughs> Wasn't anything behind that box I didn't already know. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Billy Joe Gillespie, everyone. Yay. All right, a few comics left. Everybody hang in there. Uh, your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh. Put your hands together for Robert Madrasonian. Yeah. What's up? Uh, I don't understand uh, why people say they beat depression. Because you never hear people say depression won. Because those people are dead. Gonna start off strong. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I've had, I've had, I have sadness, man. But I think like what helps me a lot is exercise, right? Like exercise helps a lot, you know. That's why I feel like with this whole like body positivity and like accepting yourself, like I don't know. I feel like there's no better pre-workout than feeling not enough. <laughs> you know, like nothing gets me out to the gym than like they don't know me, they don't know me. Fuck everybody, man. <laughs> you know, 
don't know, man. I feel like anyone running at 2 a.m. in the morning is a murderer. I really do think that. <laughs> like, that stamina is guilty, bro. Where's the scene, dude? You know? Also, I think anybody walking backwards on a treadmill are in abusive relationships. I do. It's like, no, never again. No, never again. No. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've been taking acting classes, which is cool. I'm not very good, but my teacher, she came up to me, and she's like, Rob, I see something in you, and you're doing great. Keep going, right? And I got so happy, right? And I went home, and I told my dad, and he was just like, yeah, but how do you know she wasn't just acting? <laughs> but maybe, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but like, like, both my parents are from the Soviet Union, so they're just like, you know, it's fucking this ev every day, every day. They wake up every morning like this. I love you. It's just fucking. <laughs> I'm going to Ikea now. <laughs> it's how my mom gave birth to me. Just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> it's probably why it's a C-section. I don't know, you know. <laughs> uh, but I've been living in uh, L.A. now for a couple months, and I'm getting used to the hustle culture. Got to always hustle all the time. But it's getting to my head where it's like it's not very good now. So I, I work as a lifeguard, right? And I do these different pool parties. And uh, at this one party, two kids ended up drowning in the pool. And uh, probably could have prevented it, but the dad wanted to talk about motocross. So what are you going to do? But anyways, I came in. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I jumped in. I saved them. They're okay. And then at the end of the day, the grandma, she comes up to me. She's like, thank you. I don't know what we would have done without you. And she tips me $100 and then walks away. And I'm thinking, like, man, if I just keep letting these kids drown, like, I'm a cash out, dude. That's $50 a kid, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, Timothy, get, just get the fuck in there, man, please. <laughs> Throw grandma in here, man. People pay for tragedies. Okay, sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> That's not, we don't do that here, man. We don't do that. <coughs> I don't know, man. I used to be a vegan. You can tell, because I'm still trying to let you know. <laughs> It was a, it was not a good decision for me, man. I was like green. I was passing out. My burps were like my farts. It was pretty bad, you know. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But w when I stopped, though, I will be personal. When I stopped and I had my first piece of steak, I had an immediate erection, you know. And it wasn't like oh I love meat. It was like the steak went straight to my dick. My dick was like yeah, this is what we wanted the whole time. It was the meat. <laughs> this is the fuck. What are you doing? It was also at dinner too, so I had to like hide it from my mom. Like mom, it's not you. It's the food. I swear, please. No, okay, cool. Yeah, fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, but yeah, man. Any uh, anyone do acid here? Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's great. <laughs> my friend, my friend dropped acid, and he wanted me to be there with him sober, so I can like ask him questions, right? And so he did it, and uh, he dropped acid, and he's like, "All right, man, ask me something now." I'm like, oh, "Ask me something." So I look at him, I'm like, "Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what, what, what? <laughs> it's like, it's time to repent, my friend. It's time. It's time. <laughs> That's why I feel like Jehovah Witnesses, man. I feel like they would have a better reception if they knocked on doors and were like, hey, we got some weed. We just want to talk about God. I feel like a lot more people, <laughs> a lot more people will let them in instead of them being like, your days are numbered. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll leave you on this. You guys know how like feel relaxing? You know, when your plans get canceled, you can relax kind of thing, right? Right? Yeah. You think that's how the fetus feels before it's aborted? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why it's the closer. All right, thanks, guys.
Andersonian. Yay! Following the dead baby theme today and this afternoon, that's weird. The sun is out and we're talking about murdering children. That's great. We have two comics left. We're gonna get the energy up and give him a really good tape. Uh, he's all the way out of Portland. Put your hands together for Andy Clark. Yay. Yeah, keep it going for Pam. I like that, bring the energy up. Okay, I, li I like that, I like that. Um, I'm a public school teacher and I actually do a little something in my class to help get the energy up. So if you're with me, let's all, let's all put our hands out in the front. Put your hands out in front, it's okay. You don't have to do it because non-participation is a form of participation, it's up to you. All right, hands out in front, wiggle his finger. There you go, get loose, there you go. We're the cool class, come on, get loose, there we go. All right, put him up in the air. Come on, let's get that energy up. There it is, nice, nice. Bring him back down, right in the middle, right in the middle, there we go. We're doing it, we're doing it. Turn him into a fist, turn him into a fist. There we go, turn him over. Flip me off. All right, now we all know what it likes to be a feels like to be a public school teacher. All right, cool, that was good, that was good. I like that, that was good. All right, uh, let's just do a classic joke. Uh, knock, knock. Your mama don't love. Your mom doesn't love me anymore. We're getting a divorce. It's not your fault. I will always love you. So that's just a classic joke. Um, you guys, you guys have that. Keep that for yourself or whatever. You know, I'll just, I'll always love that joke because that was actually the first joke that my dad ever told me. So it's like, oh, always got it, got it right there. Feels good. Um, you guys, people in here like sex. People like sex in here. Yeah, sex is cool. I like sex. Um, I think it's interesting how people's sexual preferences change over time. You know, like what you like in the bedroom. It's always changing as you get older. Like when I was a kid, I hated to be spanked. Right? But now that I'm older, I love when my girlfriend holds me as I cry myself to sleep at night. And you know, it's like, why do we like what we like? You know, there's no clues. There's no clues. I do have a uh, girlfriend. She's actually right there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. mm -hmm. Me and my girlfriend, we get along great. We never fight. The only time uh, we ever fight is because she eats really healthy, and I don't always eat healthy. And I ask her, I say, why do you eat so healthy? She goes, Andy, it's because I want to live a really long life. And it's just kind of awkward, you know? It's like, how do you tell your girlfriend, babe, you are a terrible driver? If you want to live a long life, you've got to start looking left at stop signs. Like, that's the number one thing you've got to do, I promise you. That will increase it. Um, I think me and my girlfriend came together because opposites attract. I think so. Like, my girlfriend is two-time Golden Apple Teacher of the Year at her high school. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year, I called a kid a dickhead. So... <laughs> Completely opposite styles, opposites attract, you know, completely opposite. Um, I just gotta say, I don't know if there are any teachers in here, but if there are, um, you gotta try it. Just once, get it out there, it feels good. Like, I remember when I called a kid a dickhead, um, he was being a giant dickhead, <laughs> of course. I go up to him in class, in this cadence, and I just go, hey, can we do a little check-in out in the hall? We step out into the hallway, and he's just going off on me, yelling at me, cursing at me. And I, in this cadence, go, dude, 
if you're going to be a dickhead, just stay out here. And he immediately jumps back two feet, like I just showed him my dickhead. <laughs> and he pointed at me, and he looked me dead in the eyes, and he goes, you just called me a dickhead. I'm going to the principal right now, and I'm going to get you fired. And I was just like, thank God, get out of here. <laughs> he goes off. I go back into class, teach the rest of the lesson. It's totally fine. It works out great. At the end of the lesson, the principal did come into my room. She was like, uh, Andy, can we do a little check-in out in the hallways? <laughs> All right. We go out in the hall, and she just goes, uh, Brian told me you called him a dickhead. Is this true? And I just looked at her, and I go, what? <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. And she just goes, I'm glad I looked into this. <laughs> and I still have a job. <laughs> so that's the public education system for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Andy Clark. Andy Clark, everyone. Yes, abusing children. Yes. Just mentally, not, you know, just emotionally, not physically. All right. Uh, Colin, do you need a second to breathe before you're the, it's your turn and you're the last up? You can breathe for a second. Uh, Matthew Kirk, you want to do, do some jokes while we give it? Hey, everybody, clap your hands together. He's a local guy. It's Matthew Quirk. Yay! Hey, what's up, snowflakes? How are you guys doing out there? Hey, is it me or did Black History Month just drag on and on this year? <laughs> it was so long, guys. So long. Uh, anyway, so uh, coronavirus. Yeah, actually, I'm not worried about the coronavirus. See, uh, my immune system predates antibacterial soap. <laughs> so I feel I've got what it takes to survive this thing. But the biggest takeaway from this whole coronavirus thing is that you guys don't know how to wash your fucking hands. I mean, no hope for society here. Actually, for real, I'm not worried about the coronavirus because I'm wearing a condom right now. I feel I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, realize Trump uh, appointed Mike Pence to like head this whole thing about the whole. And during Mike Pence's uh, acceptance speech about running this whole interference on the coronavirus, there was a Trump impersonator that w was in the audience and everyone was all upset and they tried to kick the impersonator out of the, out of the auditorium. But I don't know why, that impersonator definitely had more relevant medical information than Mike Pence has. <laughs> yeah, what's he gonna do anyway? Pray the virus away? That's a reference, what he said about AIDS. You remember AIDS? Everybody remember AIDS? Yeah, you remember AIDS. <laughs> so anyway, serious question though. Is, uh, is Pence allowed to be alone in a virus without, without mother? That's his wife, mother. It's a whole, whole thing. Yeah, so uh, anyone here? I'll, I follow a lot of politics. I get dragged into a lot of political discussions. I do a lot of political humor. You guys, anyone follow the debates or anything like that going on? Yeah. Did you hear the last debate where they were arguing about math? I mean, how pissed was Andrew Yang, right? I mean, now you're talking about math? What the fuck? Yeah. Is my man ready? Am I getting a light or anything? Or am I doing a comp? I don't know. Anyway. 
Okay, so uh, I did a comedy competition in L.A. a couple months ago, and um, it was run by the same management company that manages Ron Jeremy. You guys know who Ron Jeremy is? So he was in the audience, and is it weird that I recognized him from behind? Is that weird? All right, give it up for the rest of the Mutiny Radio Festival here. Matthew Quirk, local comedian, hero of Mutiny Radio. If anybody watched the tape uh, on the Reddits or the World Star Hip Hops of the fight here, he was the guy who leapt out of the back and pushed the person into the. He was the hero of Mutiny Radio. So give it up again for Matthew Quirk. All right, I am super excited about your next comedian. He's all the way from Portland. You're going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Colin Braun. All right, I admit I did not vote on Tuesday. Anybody else? One, two. Okay. I didn't vote because I'm registered in Oregon. It's our primary isn't for another month. But I'm sure, I'm sure you guys had great excuses because, you know, millennials, we're so overworked, we don't have time to vote. We have class and exams and comedy shows to go to. But, no, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. This guy's laughing. Those kids at the border aren't. I, um, I, I'm a big Biden fan, and I want to get Trump out of office, but I, I don't think I could vote for Bernie in November. It's all right. It's all right. No, that's unreasonable. I, I could get those names mixed up. I'm a huge Bernie fan. I want Trump gone, but I can't vote for Biden in November. Uh, that's reasonable. The other one's not. I've <sighs> been sitting a lot in my car talking to very liberal people all day. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm a very progressive guy. I really am. I love Bernie Sanders. Super gay. Believe in progressive causes. Not a lot of faith in progressive protesters. <laughs> and as a gay, I feel qualified to give you my tips on remaining fashionable, and practical in the upcoming season of intense political violence <laughs> and domestic unrest. Now, first thing I want to address is hair. No more long-haired hippies. You want a nice business-like hairdo. Look at this. Clean lines. <laughs> right? Not much movement. Stable hair means a stable economy, all right? <laughs> Clothes. Now, I live in Portland. I have seen people protesting while wearing ratty sweatshirts, torn-up jeans, and flip-flops. Uh-uh. Not anymore. We're, this season, we're going to be going out business casual, all right? And we want our policy positions to pop, not colors, so muted earth tones, okay? <laughs> muted earth tones. But there's another piece of fabric that matters. A piece of fabric that you need to bring to your protest, and it's one of these. This is a flag with sewn-on stars. That means it's made in the United States. It's a quality product. It shows I believe in American manufacturing. But we're going to bring this to our protest, not to burn or to fly upside down or to poop on. No, we're going to bring these to our protests. Take a lesson out of the Republican playbook. See, if there's anything we've learned from the GOP over the last 40 years, it's that if I wrap myself in this flag, I am immune from being criticized. <laughs> See, watch this. Right now, I look like a whiny college professor, but now... I can invade Iraq for no reason. <laughs> it's important to have. Now, when the tear gas canisters start flying, I'm going to put this down. 
Apparently that microphone is on. When the tear gas canisters <laughs> start flying, we're gonna take a lesson out of the Hong Kong playbook with a nice little umbrella. It's good if it has a spring-loaded bun, you know? Muted colors, again, white, taking seriously. Blue matches something else I have. That's my dog, don't worry about him. Now, <laughs> he's registered to vote, it's fine. Uh, it's good to have an umbrella in case the tear gas canisters start flying, but the thing about the Hong Kong protesters is that when they wore hard hats, they wore hard hats that were white and that were yellow, and those are not going with our nice earth tone color scheme. Now look at this, navy blue. This will protect your head for when we kill all the billionaires and need to rebuild our society. <laughs> we wanna have this, but this also does something else that's very important that I'll, that I'll address in just a second. You see, when the tear gas canisters start flying, umbrellas and hard hats can only do so much. Now, I made a huge fashion faux pas. I was rushed to get here, I was late, and I do apologize to all of you. See, if you're wearing brown shoes, you wanna make sure that you don't do what I do and wear a black gas mask. <laughs> now, gas masks come in, in a wide array of colors, but I bought this because it's a quality product. You see, as a gay, <laughs> the very homosexuality that qualifies me to give you these tips is the exact thing that would have resulted in me getting shoved into a gas chamber under Nazi rule. But when people get shoved into gas chambers together, bonds are formed between groups and you start to trust each other. And this here, made by none other than the Israeli government. <laughs> now, I'm gonna put this on. And you're also gonna see why the hard hat is so important. <laughs> Do you remember how good my hair looked? This is terrible. Clean lines, gone. <laughs> Clean lines, back again. <laughs> now, <laughs> something you all need to know. You see a lot of people on the internet criticizing liberals, a bunch of whiny whatevers, what have you. But if I go out to a protest looking like this, <laughs> now people are gonna take me seriously. <laughs> now, if going out and buying a gas mask seems like a lot of work for you, <laughs> you probably weren't gonna vote anyway. <laughs> Blue no matter who, my name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. group we did it we all we did it you were so supportive and so amazing give it up for yourselves yay us yay well thank you so much for being here and uh clap it up for uh dom sims up here doing all the taping of all the shows we're gonna be cutting those together and they'll be on the new mutiny radio youtube so you can use them for other submissions and other things and and you get to remember your great times here Muni Radio. Um, so I'm so excited you're all here. Coming up, we have shows all tonight, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 o'clock. And um, there's 
uh, yeah, so hang out and yay, San Francisco. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks again to Dom. <laughs> Thanks to every, every, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Yay! It's day seven of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Friday at 20. It's almost over. Come get your tickets to see shows tonight. Bye. Yay! That's uh, Roberta Flack from the first take record. That's uh, I like that concept because it's it's very loose, and she does. Uh, that's great. Uh, that's uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, as interpreted by Roberta Flack from the first take record. Um, <coughs> let's see. Oh, I want to. These, these things just took over me. Just took over my whole body. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radius yahoo <laughs>
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. 
First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. El Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. your boy Sifo here here to let you know that the fifth annual mutiny radio comedy festival is march 1st through 7th 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m to 10 p.m all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmack Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 